Well, we've been on this, starting on this series of God is God's presence, really. And we're really just in that vein of His presence. We've just been going through, and I'm going to get them, these guys to pass out uh, the teaching. I think Brandon, did you already pass yours out? If you don't have one on this side, can you raise your hand? Everybody got one on this side? All right. Um, <laughs> as you'll notice, I put both <laughs> this week's and last week's. If you missed last week's, it's on there. Um, the second service, we never really made it to the teaching, so <laughs> we're going to figure out what we're going to do in the second service. So um, which one to teach? we got two to teach if we get to that one. But it was just a, it was an awesome testimony. Um, <laughs> that right in the, right in the middle that we just got a word for the men. It was just very interesting because I think and this is kind of a plug for the men's encounter too. Just uh, just a call forth from the men. It was cool. You know, we got a call and then all the men were up here on the laminate and we were just uh, you know, just really declaring freedom, freedom into our families, freedom into our lives. Um, I was telling somebody afterwards. I said if if we get too much freedom, I'm going to have to get in shape because uh, <laughs> jumping around or dancing around. Uh, is not where my cardiovascular system is saying you can do that for quite a while. So I, I realize I'm about to get in shape. Um, so, but we've been talking about this um, God's presence in relationship to deliver, and now we've been on healer. And um, as we're going to go, you can flip it over to part two. We're going to go from there. But um, you know, just really just declaring some things. Uh, I'll just put the first two scriptures back up there because. Just the reality that God's presence is healed. It's who He is. It's His name. It's His character. It's it's who He is. It's in the very fabric of His being. Uh, I love that. The, 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 I, the, I still believe that He's the same. What yesterday, today, and forever. I mean, this was a long time ago. Exodus, right? He declares that I am Jehovah Rapha, the Lord God who what heals you. So there's a declaration even from the beginning. He's the same yesterday, today, forever. He does not shift. Does not vary. There is no shifting of shadow in him. He heals. Period. And I just think that there's something in the, 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 that place. Uh, I love what Rick was saying this morning because uh, in relationship to he's all we need. <laughs> the other day I shared last week when I was praying last Friday. I prayed at 6 o'clock in the morning on Fridays. If anybody wants to join, feel free. Um, but it was cool because I had the healer Mata. The Lord got the healer Mata and I broke it um, accidentally. But I broke it. Uh, as I was beating, beating just in relationship to healing, but um, God just kept saying this phrase: "And if I, if I, ha- if I have you, I have everything. If I have you, Jesus, I have everything." And I've, I'm, I mean, that's really the depths of what we were singing this morning. If I could just get that into my spirit, I don't. Then I won't fear or be intimidated. Then I don't. Then I don't strive for things that really don't matter anymore. And if I have Him, I have everything. I really don't. I won't go striving after things I really don't need. You know, if I have him, I have everything. I just pray that that death gets into our depths. But he is healer. If I have him, I have what? Healing. There is a place of healing in that. Um, go on to the next. And this was the kind of a, uh, just trying to walk in his name. Walking in his presence as healer. I, that's what I want us as a body. That's what I as an individual to do. And it's just, I love this scripture. It says, therefore, as you have, we've been talking about this word, receive. You know, there's a place where I can know and I can believe, but then there's another step where I what? Receive. I mean, I can believe that God heals, but I can, remember we talked about the Gerizim demoniac? They what? Rejected God as healer, as deliverer. And he left. I mean, he's not going to sit there and try to force his way into something that, you know, he's where he's not welcome. The great part about that is when he came back, they welcomed him. They received him. And that was just, that's a huge place in this whole place of healing is receiving. You know, and, and this is receive Christ Jesus the Lord. And then I kind of put in there, healer. If I receive him as healer, then so walk in him. If there's a place I can believe. I mean, yeah, I mean, I can know, then I can believe, then I can receive. But then there's even another step. I can receive Jesus as healer. But then this is where God's been pushing me in relationship to, as I've gotten free to just fear and intimidation, that's, it, that's where I have to start, what? Walking it out. Well, so walk in Him. So that, I mean, this scripture says I can receive Jesus as Lord, but not walk in His Lordship. I think we can receive Jesus as Healer and not walk in His that Healer. And so that's what, that's what I, I feel. I, that's where Lord's pushing us to take that next step. 
that's why we as a body have, we totally know that he's a healer. We totally believe that he's a healer. And I think we've received him as healer. And I think there's a place where we're in the season of we're walking that out. Walking that out. All right, so that's where we got to last week. Um, and Brandon's going to come here in just a second to share the second part. But <laughs> the Lord, that's why I said last week I had this much stuff, so it was cool that we actually had two weeks because y'all get double, y'all get the double, double portion of of this word in relationship to this Matthew 8 and 9 passage. This is the same passage that I really shared last week, but it has additional healings in it. It's where he just came back from Gerizim, where he delivered the Gerizim demoniac. He's coming back. And this is when they received him. This is, this well, sorry, Matthew 8 is before he went. Matthew 9 is, I think, after he went. But he's, they, Jesus has been on the mountain teaching. And so this is where the setup is. He comes back down the mountain, and large crowds followed him, and a leper came to him and bowed down before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And I just want to ask the Lord to, to put something within us, like at the depth and the fiber of who we are. When we're praying for somebody, I believe God is willing. Like it was cool because he's not... Uh, go back to that. He's not. The cool part is he has faith. He says, you can make me clean. So he knows Jesus can make him clean. That's, that wasn't the issue. I think there was a place where he's like, I'm kind of worried. Is, is God really willing or not to do it? And Jesus says what? In the second place. <laughs> Got a little extra in there. Uh, Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him saying, I am willing. Be clean. Be cleansed, and immediately his leprosy was cleansed. I just want to pray that 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 becomes the fiber of our being. That he is willing, like he is willing. I just want to break that off. Well, you know, anything that would say otherwise, I just believe. I, I Jesus saying, I am willing to believe. That's that's one thing about walking. And we're just going to go through several places in this. Just going down through these scriptures in Matthew eight and nine, uh, just pulling out some. Things that we've got, if to walk in His presence, to walk in His healing presence, I want to be convinced of some things. And this is one thing I want to be convinced. He is willing. Go on to that next one. Uh, walking in His presence. The power of understanding authority. This is the next, next set of passages. Then Jesus entered Capernaum. A centurion came to Him imploring Him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying paralyzed at home. Fearfully tormented. I mean, that is violently. That word is fearfully is violently tormented. All right. So there's there's that place where that's the picture where this centurion is, and he's going on behalf of his servant. And that's what I love about healing. We can come on behalf of people. He says, "You know, I'm coming on behalf of my servant." Jesus said to him, "I will come and heal him." All right, go on. But the centurion said, "Lord, I'm not worthy for you to come under my roof." Just say the word, and my servant will be healed. For I am a man under authority with soldiers under me, and I say to this one, go. And he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my slave, do this, and he does this. So he's declaring something about authority, like he understands he understands authority because he is in authority over some people. And he can say, go, and that, what do those people do? They go. When he says, come, they come. So he understands authority. Now look what... In reference to this, look at what Jesus declares about the centurion. Now, when Jesus heard this, he marveled. I mean, when you marvel Jesus, to me, that's you're, you're doing something. <laughs> I mean, Jesus, to me, Jesus knows all of it. So if you, if you marvel Jesus, you should, be, you should pay attention. What's going on? And he said to those who are following, Truly I said, you have not found such great faith within anyone in Israel. I'm thinking, the dude didn't even pray for anybody. I mean, I'm thinking the guy that has faith is, Jesus, bring healing to this man. He raises up or something. You know, that's faith. I mean, we think of healing faith as that. But healing faith is in more in the depths. It's in the place of what you believe in relationship to even your authority, what God has given you in relationship to authority to believe. I mean, I love that. And Jesus said this, ensuring go, it shall be done for you as you have believed. See, Believing and understanding authority go hand in hand. There's that place that God wants to bring freedom in that. Freedom in that. And so understanding authority, understanding your authority, what God has released to you, what God has given to you, and we might we'll hit that here in just a second as well. Keep going. I love this. And when even it came, they brought to him. Oh, uh, I flipped. 
Is there something before that? Or after it? <laughs> Look back one. Oh, there it is. Walking in his healing presence. Jesus wants to heal everything. I am convinced of that. He wants to just heal everything. From the little to the big. I love, I love this. When Jesus came into Peter's home, he saw his mother-in-law lying sick in bed with a fever. Oh, that's not important. You know, everybody has fevers. We'll just, you, know, you just live with those, right? I mean, I, I mean I, that's what I, I think. When I pray for people with fevers and stuff, I, think, I don't even know if I have faith. I think I just pray because God tells me to pray. I'm not sure I'm really connecting with the faith that place that God wants to heal a fever. Right? Right? No? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I think that the Lord wants to heal from the little all the way to cancer and the big. Like, I want them, I want them all. I don't, I don't want to get to a place where I'm like, well, there's different levels and I'll just believe for, you know, little for this and believe big when it comes to cancer and little for a fever. I want to believe big for a fever and big for cancer. And that's where I want to be in that place. And I love it. He touched her hand, the fever left her, and she got up and waited on him. You know, it's a great way to get a sandwich, right? <laughs> Especially for us husbands, we just need, that's what we need to pray. When our wives are out, we need to pray hard. <laughs> right? We're not inundated with all that cool stuff that they are. But there's a reality. He got up, and not that women should get up and wait, but there's a reality that when I... When my when my wife is out, man, I am in trouble. <laughs> I am in trouble. Go on to the next or, and then it says when evening came they brought to him many who were demon possessed and he cast out spirits with the word, healed all I love that. All who were ill. There this was to fulfill what he spoke through Isaiah. He he took our infirmities, he carried away our diseases. They was from the, it was declared even prophetically. That's what he was gonna do. And so the prophetic word doesn't end, you know, in Acts. It continues to go. Keep going. Uh, just seeing, just willing to get people to Jesus. This is back in Matthew 9. This is after the Gerizim money. Jesus gets into the boat, comes back over. Since we went over that last week, I'm not going to reiterate that. You can go flip over. and uh, Well, no, that was the week before. Um, but there's a place where he comes back in this Matthew 9. Getting the boat, Jesus crossed over the sea and came to his own city. And they brought to him a paralytic lying on a bed, seeing their faith. It's very interesting. I don't know. It doesn't say anything about the paralytic's faith, does it? So I think sometimes we're getting caught up into, well, you know, this guy's got to believe where he gets healed, or we, I mean, we can't do anything until he believes. I think seeing their faith, they were willing to get this guy to Jesus, whatever it took. Not, this might be the same guy that they lowered into the, I don't know, but either way, the one that they lowered into the things, it said the same thing. You know, seeing their faith, there was a place where they were willing to get people to Jesus. They were just willing to take people to the presence of God, the presence of the healer. Uh, I love this. Take courage, son. I love how he just addresses that. We'll, we'll look at that in, in reference again. Take courage, son. Son, your sins are forgiven. Now, oops. Wait a second. <laughs> Shouldn't he have said, uh, you're healed right there? Okay. Mm, that brings us to this next point. I love it. In, in relation to walking in his healing presence, religiosity has to go. Because all of a sudden he's addressing something. He really isn't addressing something in the paralytic. He's addressing something in other people in the surrounding environment. The surrounding environment was Pharisees and scribes and rulers. And so all they're, they're all mixed in there, right? And all of a sudden he's going to say, your sins are forgiven. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. He just said that basically what he's declaring is that he is the what? Son of God. That's the only person that can forgive sin. So you've got to realize when he just made that statement, he is going to address every ounce of religiosity in their being. <laughs> he just went cut right to the chase. He went right to the very death. Because they know only God can forgive sin. So all of a sudden he says, and so some of the scribes say to themselves, this fellow blasphemes, right? That's, that's the reality of it. And Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, why are you thinking evil in your heart? Keep going. Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or get up and walk. But so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralytic, get up, pick up your mat, and go home. Man, he was just addressing religiosity in their, in their very being. In their very being. Um, I, don't, I don't know if I have time. I'd love to play this. Um, can you play that, the Dwayne? I want to just play this little clip. This is a this is a pastor 
he's he's got some things in his like he's got he's got this issue with his throat for two or three years. He's lost his voice. Okay, so this is a, and this is a, a, a traditional bat or preacher in, in a traditional church, and so he's trying to religiosity makes us conform Jesus to whatever our situation is. I think, and that's what religion does. It makes Jesus either you know. Just the sovereign guy that does whatever he wants to do whenever he wants to do it. That way, I don't have to do. I don't have to worry about what I believe at that point, right? Because if God's just going to do it, He's just going to do it. I don't have to really. I just pray for people and then we go on. So He's going to make some statements in there that, that are not true. I don't know. Can we get that up? That so when the psalmist writes and He heals all of my diseases, let me say to you that I believe God still heals. That hasn't ended. That is not over. Now you have to be careful on how you do this. Because there are folks who carry things to an excess and it becomes a show. And God has never intended that that be what it is. God heals in His sovereign will. I don't know why God does things that He does. But I know that He does. And the only thing He requires of me is to allow Him to be God and me to be me. And let it be. To say that every single person will always be healed because Jesus died on the cross is a misinterpretation of Scripture. Not true. Won't work. Isaiah 53 doesn't talk about physical healing. I'm sorry. That's just not the context. And to impress that there causes a misinterpretation of Scripture. That's wrong. On the other hand, to say that, since we don't have anything after the book of Acts, that miracles ended at the book of Acts and they never happen again, is equally as wrong. Because you have put God in a box both ways. And He doesn't want to be in the box. So, the psalmist says, I'm excited. Bless the Lord, O my soul. One of His benefits is He heals all of my diseases. And in verse 4 he says, And He redeems my life from the pit. Now, I like that verse just a whole lot. I have had, and you have had in times past, pit experiences. We've both had, we've all had times when our life seemed to be in a pit, in a grave. And we didn't have an answer for the pit we find ourselves in. I don't understand this right now. I'm but overwhelmed at the moment. I'm not quite sure what to say or do. I'm uh, Sounds funny to say a loss for words. <laughs> That's good. Oh, I love that. <laughs> oh, bless my soul. Uh, Lord, just <laughs> I love it. I mean, that's just the testimony of what God wants to say. Like, we just got to get a place where religiosity has to go. We got to get rid of this whole thing of, well, we'll just excuse God and we'll just make it his sovereign will whether he heals or not. We'll just, you know, go on about our business. That, you know, that takes the pressure off us. We don't have to make anything happen. But the reality is it, it's such a defeat mentality. It's religious, religion tries to confine us, not release us into his healing presence. So just breaking that off. Um, keep going. So I'm going to get Brandon up here. Um, well, I mean, I love this. Speaking into our identity as a son and daughter. Um, a woman who had been suffering. We talked about this last week. But I wanted to make this again. Touch the friends of his close friends. She was saying, if I only touch his garment, I will get well. Jesus turning and said to her, what? Daughter. I love that. He doesn't even address the healing first. He addresses her identity as a daughter.
water. I mean, this is Jesus. This is a lady that shouldn't even be there. This is somebody that, by law, should not be out in the street. If you are hemorrhaging, you cannot, by law, be out there. But she but he turns and just addresses her very innermost being, daughter. Love that. Keep going. Uh, answering the question of questions. I love this. Jesus went on from there in Matthew 9, 27. As Jesus went from there, two blind men followed him. Have mercy on us, son of David. When he entered the house, the blind men came to him. And Jesus called to the very depths of where they were at. And what did he ask them? Do you believe? Because that's, that's got to be addressed before anything else, right? Do you believe? This is the work of God, that you believe. That's in John. There's a place that, God, that it takes work to do that, but there's a reality that, that I am able to do this. Do you believe that I'm able to do this? We wanted to address that belief within us. And they said to what? They said what? Yes, Lord. God, I pray that that would be our answer. Yes, Lord. Uh, so answering the question of question. You know, not... Um, man, I got these all. Is there another one after that? Somehow I didn't get... The, the next one was deliverance. God just delivered a, a person from... Um, in Matthew 9.32, there it is. As they were going out, a mute demon-possessed man was brought to him. After the demon was cast out, the mute man, what? Spoke. Brought healing to his voice. Brought healing to who he was in relationship to that. Um, Nothing like this has been seen in Israel. I love it. And then the last one, just releasing compassion. And Brandon's going to pick up on this in just a second. But Jesus was going throughout all the cities and villages, teaching their synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the king, healing every kind of sickness, every kind of disease. Love that. Seeing the people, he felt what? Compassion. Go do a study on compassion. Almost everywhere it is, it might be everywhere it is, God does supernatural signs and wonders. Every time the word compassion is mentioned in the, in the word, uh, in reference to what Jesus was doing and walking. All right, so I'm just going to let Brandon pick up on that maybe. <laughs> he said he was. He said he didn't know if he was going to keep going on that thing with thought or not. Morning. morning. Excellent, excellent. Well, I thought I was going to teach this morning. <laughs> um, one thing, and then really God, I don't know, He just really hasn't released me to to, to do what I was going to do, um, which sounds weird, and I'll kind of explain that here in a second. Uh, but as most of y'all know, um, Kevin Elam and I went out to Redding, California, out to uh, Bethlehem, and we really just brought back, um, I just got some major revelations on, on healing and just um, some different things, and um, and but the biggest revelation I got was I, re- I really feel like I mean if you don't know about writing I've kind of talked maybe last week about it but I mean they're just they're seeing I know in like their healing rooms they see at least like I think it's like one blind person every week gets their eyes open and and I think it's almost every week somebody with cancer gets healed and so and it's not always like Immediate. I mean, they hear testimonies like they say about 50% of them are healed um, down, you know, a week later or a week later. So, is that right? Okay. And so, I, but in my heart, like I was just looking, I mean, just out there, I was just, I've seen how we've um, kind of realigned our organization a little bit in, in our church. And it's really like, I just really feel like we're really close. I, I, I really do. And I, and I think what, what, what they have, and I, I feel like we have it, and I think we're, we're, we're going to experience even more, is just really the presence of God. And that's, that's the difference maker. It's not any fancy, I mean, they meet in a gym. I mean, it's not any fancy facilities or, or whatever. It's really just the presence of God there. And, and, and it really, and what I learned, really been learning about how they operate, even like in their healing rooms, really lines up with what we've been taught in dwelling place since I've been here. It's about knowing who you are and identity and, and, and moving from that place of what God has given us. And so what, what, what I really want to stress today is really more about the presence of God. I do have a... Um, so you have kind of some teaching there, and I think God will re- maybe release me to teach that um, down the road. But 
Um, I was given um, a word from my favorite prophet, um, Brandon, frankly. And uh, he was, he gave me a picture of a puzzle. If, if you could bring that forward, if you don't mind. And he said, he kind of came over, it was right there. Tulio and Brandon came over and Brandon, Brandon came up to me. This is like a year or two ago. And this is, it's really even before like we even mentioned going into healing. And he said, God is going to give you kind of a puzzle piece, puzzle pieces. And it's like things that have, that you've learned over your course of your life and things have, that you're still learning that God's going to like release that and you're going to speak um, into it and it'll make a difference in people's lives. And I really, I knew at the time in my heart that it was healing because God was just kind of putting things that I've learned and things that I've um, been taught about healing together. And so I've, I've really basically put this up on the puzzle and I'll kind of explain it. Um, it doesn't actually literally look like a puzzle. but um, So it's kind of these, there's about 12 different things and I'm sure God will add to them so it's not really something locked in stone. And it's not real pretty either, so sorry, I don't have the best handwriting. Uh, but these are these are basically the things I taught last week, um, and and all these things matter. And, and I'll kind of go through a little bit on each one. Um, and I, but I think really, and you know how like on a puzzle, like I was like, all these are important, and they all are tied together. But I was kind of like, what ties them all together? And it's really like you know when people like frame a puzzle. Like, I had this picture of, like, the glass, you know, like, people put a, they'll frame it and they'll put glass on it. Like, I felt like the presence of God was, like, that glass kind of sitting on top of all of these. Because without, without the glass, eventually it's going to fall apart and fall down. And I just really, like, got this impression that the presence of God, you know, without the presence of God, any of these individually really, you know, I mean, I'm sure a lot of them would be important, but. And I, I, I really was just impressed. And this isn't really what I was going to teach today. Um, but I was really just impressed that it's, it's about the presence of God moving in and out of these, in us and out of these, um, and moving into and in, in, in displaying power and things of that nature. So I'll kind of just go through briefly. But like I said, um, blood is basically what Jesus has already done. I mean, we've already, the freeing part about healing, I mean, we've already done He's already done it. I mean, he's already done it for us. Um, identity is just us through knowing who we are in Christ, knowing that we're sons and daughters, and where our proper alignment is. Uh, I taught all these last week. Um, grace, uh, grace is basically you know a funnel that funnels. Um, gr- grace is kind of the things that Jesus has already done, and it you know I kind of showed an example of a funnel going to us, and that you know with faith and having humility kind of positions us in a place to receive his grace uh heaven in um talked about last week about um kingdom of heaven is righteousness peace and joy and all those things um and uh all those are very important and i was actually going to teach today on kind of just how we respond but i really feel like we'll teach that at some point in time but i i feel like today we're just as I, I, I feel like we need to just really focus on um, on like, on really just more of the presence of God. So, but thankfulness, you know, just being thankful for everything. Mitch kind of hit on that today. Even the small things, we just be thankful. You know, testimonies are important. We need to get testimonies out there, and we're working on getting testimonies. Compassion that Jesus showed. You know, spirit of life in Christ Jesus. I mean, I think that this, this, and um, grace kind of you know helps us. And righteousness are kind of all tied together right there. You know, as far as just getting free from sin, um, you know, we'll teach on that. And words of knowledge that we, we use. Um, I think Rick, Rick even talked about one time when I was just meeting him for lunch. I mean, he even just said he thinks a lot of, a lot of the puzzle pieces will be actually you. Because it's not about me. It's not about Ray or Kevin or whoever else is on the healing team. It's um, Joe, whoever. It's, it's, it's about all of us doing, you know, stepping out and, and really um, moving out and in healing and, and taking what God's doing. You know, prayer, you know, and, and how that works, um, praying for the sick. And then just question, I put question marks, because there is a mystery to healing. Um, you know, not, unfortunately, not everybody I pray for gets healed. 
and not everybody. Um, and so you just have to be willing to answer that question. You know, why doesn't everybody get healed? I don't know. Um, but, uh, but so really, like that's just my like the puzzle pieces that God's really given me that really will you know will be kind of beating this drum for the next you know however many years. But it's more about God's presence and God's presence moving in and out of these. And, and that's going to hold it all to hold it all together because without God's presence, I mean, we're just working in van, you know vanity or whatever. So and I um I do have some words of knowledge that I'll kind of share at at the end, um, but I didn't I, I don't really know where to go with it from here. But just I just I really felt I didn't feel released to just kind of share these because these are kind of things like that we do. And I think today it's more about just God. It's about God's presence and God being able to, you know, affect all these areas, but not necessarily um, us us doing it. Yeah, I mean, I think we'll we'll kind of teach on that at some point in time. But I just I, just, I wanted to be obedient to God and just um, I just really felt compelled to to just it's that glass on top that's the most important. You know, and what and what and what Jesus has already done, you know, is the cornerstone of uh, of the healing ministry. And so, that was a bless. Oh, my brother. <laughs> it was funny. I was returning last week. He's already in the first couple of weeks he's ever shared. <laughs> he's up now. He's now we've added one. He's like, I didn't even share what I was going to share. <laughs> I love it. Last week he got shouted down, or shouted out, good, that's a good thing, shouted out. And then he didn't even get to speak last week at the second service, so he's already experienced all sorts of stuff. <laughs> but the reality is I think that's what he's, he just wants to declare, and I think we're, we're hopefully, uh, DJ will be back here shortly, but, because I, I think we just need to get in that place of just really asking the Lord's presence to come to you. I mean, that's what it's all about. Um, I wanted to share this. Um, I, I want to share a testimony. Can you pull up that up? Heidi Baker, um, most of you know, has gone to Mozambique as a missionary there. Um, and Leah got me to listen to a message. It's December 30th. If you ever want to YouTube something that's really good and powerful. December 30th, 2012, Heidi Baker. Um, and I'm going to play just a snippet of this just because I think it, God wants us to stir his presence for healing. And it's cool because it gets stirred out of it. I mean, all she's, all she's got to work over there with is what? Orphaned kids. That's her kids. And they're doing the stuff. They're doing the stuff. So I'm thinking, man, if they can do the stuff, we can do the stuff. We can do it. So I'm just going to get, I'm just going to, did I say, what, 24, 40? Is that somewhere? Is that where it was? So, you know, this is just a testimony that is just on a trip that she she took with her kids. And I just think it is. It's a testimony of what Brandon's just declaring and it's great to get all the teaching it's even great to hear what i was sharing i think it does start to stir what we believe and what's going on inside us so i think that is i mean it's important because i think even for me before i got freed and delivered from fear and intimidation i saw a little different and I, and i acted i responded a little different so now i'm responding a little differently in relationship to what i feel like is really like fullness of faith for me like what who i am and so i think god wants that but i think ultimately when i am praying for somebody to be healed it is his healing presence it's not anything that i say anything that i do i love this this rendition because they don't say anything they don't really hardly do anything they just say you know be healed and damn so we're gonna listen watch this And they just set up their tents and it's like a big slumber party. It's loud and it's joyful and it's crazy and it's nuts and it's happy. And I watch these little kids. We, we set up, we get ready to do our, our outreach the first night. This fun, fun thing just happened. I, a lot of fun things are happening, but, but I love this particular thing. I have one of my kids has twisted feet. His name's Aselmo. And his feet are clubbed. 
Now we prayed for them for a long time. They're, they're still clubbed. But he wins the dance contest. That might freak you out. We have dance contests. Never mind. We do. We think they're fun. And um, we have these dance contests, and he spins on his head, and he leaps around, and he jumps, and he's like just an incredible dancer. He's like almost qualified it with the music we had, but I thought, nah. It's just fun. It's just crazy fun. And, and so here I am, and I, I've got about 10 of my kids there. And I said, okay, who has a word of knowledge for tonight? We're just way out in the bush. We're just out in the bush. We just keep going further and further. Four teams a week, just in one province. So I get to go on one of them, and I said, who has a word of knowledge? And Aselmo's like, me, mom, I've got one. I said, great, come on up. And he said, God's healing somebody with crippled legs. God's healing somebody with crippled legs. They can't walk. Aselmo used to trip all the time. He's standing there with his crippled feet. He's not blaming God. He's not angry. He's not fussed. He's not saying, why, 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 why? He just said, where's the cripple? Where's the cripple? I loved it. I was <laughs> so this mom comes up and she's like bent over, just move. She can hardly carry this crippled child because the child's getting too big for her to carry. The child has absolutely no movement from the waist down, jelly legs. I, and now I could jump in and start doing this stuff. Or I could... Just call my kids, call my kid, call my kid. Okay, Asamo, lay your hands on him. He just, Jesus. I said, now grab the hands. He said, okay, Jesus. And this perfect, total, instant healing. Jelly legs, up they come. And Asamo's walking back and forth. Just like that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, Jesus. It was so much fun. It was, just, it was just so much fun. And he's like, yeah. Yeah, look at that. Look at that. Look at that. And off he goes. See, it matters how we look at things. It matters how we look at things. It matters what we carry. It matters how we see the world. It matters how we focus on the one who is worthy and not focus on the things we haven't seen him do, but focus on the things that he's doing right here and now. And be joyful. Be joyful at all times. We're called to preach good news I think, um, yeah, I just love that because it is. It was just about God's presence and being willing to go out and say, Jesus, I'm going to heal. But he is the healer. He is restored. I love that. I love that picture. Um, you want me to share that last scripture? Or? That's kind just of a response scripture. So. Um, I think I uh, just listen to what the Lord Spirit of God saying. I think we're supposed to do this second line right here. Here. It's one thing to watch a video. It's another thing to hear it here. And I think we're supposed to do it here. We're supposed to give thanks and share testimonies of God's healing in our lives here. I could share testimony about the time a young, my cousin comes to me with a severely sprained ankle and I just kneel down and lay hands on him. And God instantly heals. Or I could share the time that I go into an IC unit with a man who was diagnosed with a heart attack. Stood, stood beside the doctor as it talks to the wife and he's in us about him having a massive heart attack. I go in and lead him to Jesus and he gets saved and, and lay hands on him to be healed and he checks out of the hospital the next morning. You know, the time I own my life where God healed me of some crazy, I don't know, like kidney infection just instantly when I quoted to myself that you know, God heals, you know, 
if I could touch the hem of his garment, I'd be healed. And instantly I was healed. I could share and go on. But, I, you know, it's real. And I, y'all, in this, in this group of people here, I really sense in the spirit that we, most of us in this room have been around here a lot. A lot of us, and I, that's the danger, that we prayed for too many people and they weren't healed. And our hearts can grow cold, easy, and we get distracted from the truth of the reality that he is. I remember the freshness of the, the first day that maybe you heard about the goodness of God healing people. And that's how you went around laying hands on every sick person you could get a hold of. But then there's those times that all of a sudden you'd pray for them and nobody would get healed. And all of a sudden that starts to weigh on your soul. Well, y'all, I think God wants to kindle afresh. So I just want to ask for testimonies in here of where, you know, God heals. He either healed you personally or when you laid hands on somebody to be healed. Raise your hand. About uh, six or seven years ago, six or seven years ago, I went to the doctor and I had a crick in my, what I thought was a crick in my neck and I'd had them before and I would go and uh, the doctor would give me a muscle relaxer and I'd be okay in a couple of days. So I went back to the doctor. I had this crick in my neck and I could only had just very little movement in my neck. And he said, well, we're going to send you over for an x-ray. So he sent me to the, to the uh, hospital for an x-ray. And I came back to the doctor's office a little later and I said, well, what's the prognosis? And he says, well, you've got arthritis in your neck. I said, well, what am I going to do about this pain? He said, you have to live with it. So I left the doctor's office, and on the way out, I prayed, and I said, Lord, I just don't believe that. And I didn't, say, I didn't pray a prayer for the Lord to heal me. I asked him, will you heal me? And he said, yes. And he healed me within a week. I have never had problems with it again. Never. Who else? Okay, Mark, is that a raised hand or stretching? <laughs> this has been a long time ago, but it just came to mind when you asked for testimonies. Our oldest son, Ben, when he was somewhere around 11 years old, was diagnosed with a kidney disease. We had noticed some blood in his urine. And uh, so one Sunday we took him up for prayer, and we haven't seen anything of it since. And he's led... I, I, you know, the thankfulness is I'm remembering this and saying he has led a healthy life. Amen. Thank you. Well, I've got a couple. As some of you all know, I work for Eagles Nest. And when I first came to Virginia, um, I needed to be healed for sure. Um, he pulled me out of suicide for one thing. Um, I was, I'd taken enough medication to, to die and, and was checking out. And I remember a fear came over me, and he gave me a picture of every heartbeat, like, as I was fading out um, of my family with, with no dad, um, my parents with no son, um, just people in my life without me. And looking back, you know, I just cried out. I said, God, I'm, I'm scared, and I need you. And um, then he led me here, and then I got to Virginia, and I'm coming from a very conservative Baptist background. and. My first experience at dwelling place, let's say, was uh, kind of shocking. <clears throat> and then I, I started, you know, like Lord, you know, help me with these judgments and things that I'm that I'm that I'm dealing with, you know. And I, I, I just just break off these things. I just I, I need to learn how to operate, you know, in, in freedom. And uh, and then and then he brought Mark Williams into my life, which was a guy who came into Eagle's Nest, and he was so swollen up, and his liver was so so jacked up that they were telling him he was going to have to have a liver transplant and um anyway i got really close to him and um and through the process and he's still walking it out down in morristown i watched him and his liver get healed he no longer needs a transplant he continues to get better day by day you know and, and then he's freed from his alcoholism and just recently we had a guy even though we left the program took him to the ER. He said they've got a, he's got a bilateral tear. The doctors in the ER said he's got a bilateral tear. He's going to have to go to the specialist and have surgery. And I was like, 
man, that's a bummer. And, and then guys getting all jacked up about having a medical bill. And I said, I will work on that for you. If there's charity care, I said, but I'm just believing. And I'll just lay hands on it. I said, I'm just believing in the supernatural that you're just going to be healed and you're not going to need surgery. So we go see the specialist a couple of weeks later. And the specialist said, I don't know why they even sent you over here. There's no tear. And I said, see, I said, see, see what I'm talking about, Johnny? See what I'm talking about? And he said, no, he was still caught up on the emergency room bill. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I see it. You know, I see it, and I'm going to start walking in it. So I start, you know, coming to these meetings. And I just, you know, you just have to pay attention. You just really have to start paying attention to how God really is moving in the supernatural. And, and, and he never stopped. He never stopped. I just, you know, chose to not look at it. And Yes, I, well, sorry. So I jacked up my knee um, putting plywood down, sheeting the floor, and I'd kick it to get it in place. So I had a bunch of little tiny tears in my ACL, and my boy Brandon over there laid hands on me, and it's healed totally. I ran five miles on the Huckleberry Trail afterwards. Well, I couldn't hardly walk down steps. felt like someone stabbing me in the knee. Anywho, so praise God. That's cool. Um, I had a kid from camp call me and pray for uh i had hurt my elbows here and um couldn't do pull-ups or anything like that and he, he had just called me randomly out of the blue saying hey god's doing a thing in healing in our church right now currently everyone's pain free god said for me to call you do you need any prayer and i'm like sure man i could use it on my arms and, and so he prayed and i went and tried to do a pull-up and it didn't it wasn't done and he prayed again and it was totally healed so, amen Um, two weeks ago, uh, we had youth on Wednesday and Chad had a lab so he couldn't come and I, like that whole day, my back was hurting so bad. I couldn't even hold Samuel, like to pick him up was just like excruciating and it was so hard for me. And so I, he stayed with Nancy and Forrest's grandparents while I came to youth just, uh, since I wouldn't be able to hold him during that time. And so... When we were getting ready to start, Craig was asking if there anyone needed prayer, and you know, everyone's, all the kids are asking. But I asked if he and the kids can pray for my back, and that next morning my back was completely fine, and I was able to pick Samuel up in like no pain or anything. So, yeah, a few weeks ago, I was dealing with uh, pains in my right knee, and I don't know where it came from, but I was. Be lying in bed in the morning, not have just shooting pains in my right knee. And so, about three weeks ago, um, they called out for a right knee. I think Brandon did, and went and had uh, got prayer for my knee. And while Brandon and Doug Cleveland were praying for my knee, I just felt this. Um, I can't remember what it was. It was just like this covering over my knee. It was like a cushion, and uh, and I was having issues just walking that day. And I went home and. I mean, I mean, been fine since. So. Um, every time anybody starts talking about this, I just get so excited <laughs> because you know it was like two and a half, well, three years ago that um, I was on my deathbed and God just rescued me mightily. I mean, it's an incredible. Incredible miracle. And the neatest thing, I mean, not only that was powerful and neat and wonderful, and, and my whole perspective totally changed on all of this stuff. Um, actually, it started changing a few months before that when I realized he had already done it. You know, he had already healed. He'd already given all this, and, and that I just had to receive. And that's what, that's what changed it all. And since then, the neatest part of the whole thing is just all of the opportunities that I've had to share that with people. I mean, it's been so powerful. God will wake me up in the middle of the night with a, I just had a dream, and, and I find out I had dreamt of a person having a heart attack. And, and I... Um, I just started praying over this person in my dream and just, just speaking life over them and praying. And then I come to church the next morning and somebody gave a word that there was a person with a heart issue um, that needed to be healed. So I went up front just to share my dream. And the person I went up to 
told me that was his brother the night before had had a massive heart attack. And, and then I just get to hear this process of him being restored. And, you know, just all these neat things have been happening. And our, we have a neighbor across the street who's a Mormon, and I've got a really neat relationship with her. And um, I found out that her rotator cuff had been torn. And the doctor said the only thing you can do for that is horrible surgery, horrible recovery. I mean, he didn't say that, but it is. And just a long, long process. And um, I said, well, Laura, can I pray for you? And she said, "Uh, sure. (laughs) And so I just put my arm around her. We were out in the yard right by the road and put my arm around her and prayed for her. And I didn't see her for a couple more weeks. And then she came to the house and I said, for something else. And I said, Laura, by the way, how's your rotator cuff? She said, you know, it's the funniest thing. (laughs) She said, it started feeling better. And I went back to the doctor and he said, you know, it looks so good that you don't even need to have surgery or physical therapy. (laughs) He said, just rest it. Just rest it. I mean, this is just, I can't even tell you. It's like this explosion inside of me. I'm so excited about who he is what he's done already, and what he, you know, what he wants to do in all of us. It's just so powerful. And I feel like the lady who just touched the hem of his garment, there's so much more than we have ever, we can ever imagine. It's just, it's just so powerful. So praise God. Now, I'm just a visitor here. I'm visiting my brother who comes here to Virginia Tech. And I just felt like God wanted me to tell this story. Over a year ago, I had a neck injury. It's like a whiplash injury. And, um, and ever since then, like I've been to so many doctors and so many um, just different specialists. I've tried thing after thing after thing. I've prayed. People prayed over me. And uh, I still have pain every day from this and um it's 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 really tough for me i was so active i can't hike i can't climb or dance or all the things that i used to do and um and even it was my pain in my neck and then i went to a chiropractor and he's took x-rays and he's like well your lower back looks like it's out a little bit too and even though i didn't have any problems with my lower back he adjusted it and now i have pain on my lower back <laughs> walking around and um so it's it's been really tough from that, but um, I was reading the other day in Ephesians. I'm going to read it. It's Paul talking to uh, Ephesians, and he says, For I've learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And I was driving down here to see my brother. And, um, I just was thinking of this peace came over me. That God said... Tell her you're not going to be in pain forever. I'm using this. And I'm a nursing student. And I have so much pain when I go to the hospital. But I know I know what those people feel like when they're in pain. And I'm called to be a missionary. And I know in my heart I'm called to be a missionary. Overseas or somewhere. Poor areas. People are suffering. And how would I minister to them if, I don't, if I've never known suffering? I don't know, but God just tells me, like, this isn't it. I have something for you. I'm going to use this. And I don't know when that will be. If that's today, if that's next week, if it's a year from now. I don't know. But I want to encourage people here today that are struggling, are suffering from something. They haven't been healed yet. Don't give up hope. God is a healer. He has a plan. This is actually, uh, 
just not on reference to that, but another thing is like probably over a year ago, my uh, my mom started experiencing some pain when she went in and uh, uh, found out that she was diagnosed with colon cancer. And it was it's one of those things that like I know people that have gone through it. But you never know until that moment. And just like I never thought it would happen to me. And just just watching her go through that. And she went and had like surgery immediately. And they were able to take out everything they can. And she was just in recovery. <laughs> but, but just watching her. like she, she had so much faith throughout the whole thing. And, and just watching her. And just like sitting in that moment. Just realizing, like, this is a reality to me now. Um, and and I was able to to watch this whole process of my mom being completely healed of cancer. And for the first time in my life, like, like true healing, like, that really became a reality to me. And it's something that we often take for granted and praise God. Like, praise God that I still have a mom today. Because there's so many, I know so many people who don't. I mean, my friends tell me stories all the time of them losing their parents and losing their grandparents to cancer. And I can't praise them enough for that and, and why God does certain things. Like, I may never know. But I just praise him for that. And we're going to come back and pray for Tyler in a second. I got a, um, uh, I guess God wanted me to say this because there's probably somebody else in the room that has a bad habit of rationalizing. <laughs> uh, so I got two stories to, uh, to guess maybe when we were when we were going through Matthew 8 and 9, Mitch was talking about, you know, how Jesus just walked in the room and here's a lady with a fever and, you know, we all get sick, right? And we rationalize, well, you know, I'm sick, I'll get over it in two, three days and everything will be good. And uh, God, he's compassionate. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he's, well, you don't have to. <laughs> and so, uh, my wife and I, we were backpacking once. Just told Andy this story on Thursday at home group. And, you know, we're, we're walking down this long mountain. And we're carrying a load on our back. And if you walk down a mountain for two, three, four hours and you got, you know, 40, 40 pounds on your back, your knees begin to hurt. It's normal, right? It's natural. Well, Lois was just, uh, you know, pain was starting to get a little bit heavier and harder and sharper and she just said, can we stop? You know, can you pray for my knee? And, uh, so I didn't think anything of it. Yeah, I just put my hand on her knee and prayed. And I mean, it was just like, bam. We still had probably another two hours to walk downhill. And her knee never hurt again. <laughs> so that built her faith, built my faith. It was just the instantaneous. But I guess the point is, is, you know, you don't. For those little things that we rationalize, uh, God's still a compassionate God, and He will still, um, He'll still come. It's His presence. You know, one time we were, <clears throat> I threw my back out at work, lifting something that was too heavy. I did it to myself. So I rationalized that. Well, you know, I did it to myself. I got to stretch. I, you know, I got to strengthen my back. I got to do more sit-ups. You know, to strengthen the muscles and. And uh, somebody had a word that, you know, there was an issue with the back. I didn't raise my hand or anything, right? Because I did it to myself. I did it at work lifting something that was too heavy. <laughs> well, my, my sweet wife just, you know, I didn't go forward. I didn't raise my hand. My, my sweet wife just touches my back and it goes, pop! And I'm standing there kind of like leaning on a chair like this, you know, because my back hurts. And it just goes, snap, pop. And I'm like, hey, I'm done. <laughs> Thanks, maybe I was supposed to go up front. But, uh, yeah, I just wanted to mention the compassion that God has. Just even for the little things that we do to ourselves. That Don't rationalize it away. Just, just ask God. Just ask. 
Let's do one more. I, I just wanted to say I've been healed of heel spurs, and I've gone to the doctor, and he said there's nothing you can do for heel spurs except surgery. And he healed one, and then it was, I don't know, weeks or months later. It's like, well, I still have one that hurts, Lord, and he healed the other one. Amen. Amen. I still remember when Terry Halton was in the middle of a small group meeting with a busted knee one day, and, and little Amy was three or three or four years old, went up and laid hands on him, he got healed. So I don't, I don't care who you are, you know, pray for the sick. But just two quick ones. One, uh, I just got to give God the glory for this a couple of years ago, right before Josh and Martha were married in Egypt. Um, my artificial knee, which I got about in, in 2005, started hurting so badly that and Martin could take my knee and just shake it and rattle so I went to another surgeon besides the one that did my surgery and he said and he took x-rays he did some other stuff and he said you're going to have to get the knee replaced again and I was looking at him and I said no way <laughs> they're supposed to last you know 15 or 20 years and, and uh, he so he sent me to a specialist to run out uh, gave me a knee brace to wear in Egypt. And I kept saying, Lord, I know you love me. I don't want to go through this again. I don't want to lose that knee replacement already, you know. Because and, and, you only replace it one time. The replacement. You can only do it one more time. And I still remember the day Mar- Amy and I went to the doctor and they took an x-ray and he, the one up in run out and he tested my knee. He said, man, that knee is in perfect alignment. He said, that thing's going to last you 20 more years. And no longer rattles, and no longer hurts. That's the thing. The other one, and I just praise God for that because he he taught, showed me his love through that. For one, the main thing. The other one was when I was uh, when I went to Florida to pastor a church, and the first week they asked me to go, and uh, the worship leaders, father-in-law, had been they've been praying for salvation for forty years, and they they said, Mark, he is a rough guy. He's from Louisiana in the swamps. And he said he will not listen to anybody. So that's why I'll go try to talk to him. And as I was going into his room the day before his surgery, he had clogged arteries on both sides. And they were they didn't know if he'd make it through the surgery. He was 73. And the Lord said, don't talk to him about salvation. Just pray for his healing. I started to argue with God. God, you know this guy's going to surgery tomorrow? <laughs> he said, I think I know that. But anyway, so I went and... And, and just looked at him, and he, I could tell he was wary of me. I said, listen, I just want to pray for your healing. And I prayed for his healing. The next morning, he got ready. He got into surgery. His arteries were unclogged. And next way, I came in, and he saw me. And his, you know, he was, you could just tell in his face he was open. He couldn't read, so I just used the bridge illustration of the name of Christ. That day, baptized him the next week. That's called power evangelism. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. I, I'm just really encouraged because it's, that we can't, we don't even have time to share all the cool testimonies. Because <laughs> I think that's what God wants to do. He just wants, I think that's what Brandon was feeling is that you know he, he wants that display here, Jesus' presence as healer. Uh, we're gonna have to close shop because we got a bunch of people coming in. But th- this last scripture, can you put that last scripture? Right? This has been so on me this week. Romans 15, 30, or yeah, 15, 30. I don't know. I feel like I've never. I'm sure I've heard it, but I felt like I've never heard it before. I read it the other day, but I, I want to pray this over because I think there's a lot in relationship to like Tyler was sharing that, you know, healing is hard in a lot of places because, you know, it doesn't seem to always happen. It doesn't, you know, it affects people. And so God wants to redeem something in us today. And it's, I love this. It says, may the God of hope, come on now, may the God of hope fill you with what joy and peace in believing so i think some of us have lost that joy and peace in being able to believe because when you're when it's a drudgery it's a drudgery when it hurts it hurts when there's things piled on that thing it gets heavy and and it really chokes out the believing it really chokes out the believing and god's wanting to redeem some believing in here today and i love this so that well why do you need it so that you'll abound in hope you guys will abound in hope in the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what God wants us to walk in. How do we get it? Let God fill you up with joy and peace today in believing. 
In believing. Uh, did you have four? Did you have some? Real quick. Yes. Yeah, these are um, some words of knowledge. So if you have any need for healing or um, or if any of these apply to you, please come up. But not just only these, if you have anything really. Uh, the first one is um, the right. It's, I have to point to it because I can't explain it. It's kind of like right here in your joint. It's got my flexibility. Uh, yeah, it's like right on your right foot and your joint, um, left calf area. Uh, we got a word this morning, the right outside area of your thigh. Guys, um, and then these last two, if you actually see me personally, because I've, I've been trying to learn. I think this whole thing is a, not an experiment, but we're just trying to learn and how to operate in these gifts. And my, I had this left thing, and I have to explain it, my left hip. Like, I almost, like, at times, like, couldn't walk. It's almost like a pain that almost, like, makes you, like, quince almost. And if you have that, um, come see me. And then also, if you've seen an internalist um, in the last week or so about uh, anything. So those are four. And then, like I said, if you have any prayer. All right. So, Lord, we're just going to pray because we've got to close out. But can we just stand? Father, I just pray right now in the name of Jesus for those words to come about, Lord, for those words of knowledge to go forth. If, if anybody is in that, uh, I'm just going to ask the healing team to come on. Uh, if, that, if, any of, if any of those were you, just come on. Uh, they're going to pray for you right now. Come on, be bold. Don't, don't, if the word of knowledge is here, uh, come up and get prayer because there's faith for that. There's faith for that right now. So, Lord, I just pray right now in Jesus' name, if that's anybody in this place, if any of those specific needs, they would just come now. But, Lord, we also ask for your healing presence just to come. Lord, even in the few moments that we might have left, God, you, I'm glad that you're not a respect for time. You can come now. God, it's instantaneous. Lord, it's a place of just you moving. So, Lord, heal. Heal. Lord, your healing presence go forth right now. Lord, we pray for Tyler right now in Jesus' name. Just, Tyler, can you just come on up? Can we pray for you? Can Tom, can you? Lord, we're just going to agree with Tyler right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we just speak healing. Go in the name of Jesus. Go into his his spine, his whatever's going on in that neck, God. In the name of Jesus, healing, God. He just walk in that healing, a declaration of that, God, that he doesn't have to walk with that anymore, God. In Jesus' name, thank you that you're so faithful in that. Love you, Lord, in that. And Lord, I just pray. This is just the, the last call. Uh, if anybody needs prayer in, in relationship to their believing, especially in relationship to healing, but any any type of believing, if you need joy and peace in your believing, I just need you to come. I want you to come up over here and stand. And we're just going to get some people to pray for you. I just feel very strong that there are people that just need the joy and the and peace in believing. That you maybe have lost that, or it's just been a hard season, a heavy season. I just want you to come. 